Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Ruby Room exclusive Free Love Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Vibrock. And this is Cass, and we got one special guest for you. Actually, multiple special guests. Multiple special guests, but the first special guest today, hailing from Las Vegas. Introduce yourself, man. My name is my name is Moose. Ladies and gentlemen, Moose is in the building. <laughs> Woo! Hey. Hey. Man, How you feeling, a, bro? I'm I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, it was a nice little vacation uh, here in the Bay Area. You haven't been to the Bay Area in a, in a while, man. In a while, man. How long has it been? It's, last time before this was uh, January 2015. Man. Asta, Sango, Pomo at 1015, Folsom. Oh. It was a lit yeah. fucking... Dre played at minute after. Oh, true, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's been a while, then. It's been a while. It's been a while. Have I'm glad I'm back. Tomorrow, uh, before I leave, I'm getting Roxy's for show. Oh, that's that's a staple. If you guys ever come here to San Francisco, you know uh, a must stop is Roxy sandwiches. But um, how you been, man? I've been good, man. Um, Have you enjoyed your past few days here? It, it's been very enjoyable with the with the fam. You know, um, seeing great people. You know, uh, uh, I'm always just m- moving forward. You know what I mean? I love the. I love the ability to do whatever the fuck I want. There you go. And uh, I know uh, we're all striving to do that comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Pay the bills, take care of our families. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, create dope-ass shit, you know? So I I think uh, on that end, life is good. Life is good. And before we get into any of the the music part and, um, you know, asking questions about Moose, uh, Cass, how you been, man? Good, good. It's just been real busy. Uh, we're going to CES pretty soon. Hey, mm. Vegas. Shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, Monster. Yep. Yeah, so it's been all, it's actually been really busy. It's all like pretty much work and play all the time. And um, can't really complain. Can't really complain. You know, like earlier, like this later part of the year, I've been, I've been you know, struggling with like trying to be positive and shit. But mm. I feel like. I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's people in worse situations, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. So I really just got to keep it, you know, maintained and and keep it moving. But it's been it's, we're trying to finish out the year strong, you know? Definitely. Yeah. We got a lot of love on our lo- last podcast as far oh, as uh, yeah. the election <laughs> that stuff. Was so. the, it was the last I, podcast. I actually too. listened to uh, that one while playing 2K. So that one was <laughs> That's like, that type of shit you listen yeah. to, you know? Yeah, I was like, run down. I, I was going through it for real, reeling from the what happened. And uh, it was a good uh, way to get put. It was Y'all put it into perspective really well what happened. And I appreciate y'all for that. Hey, and what could that. happen, you know, as yeah. far as like. You know, like the stuff. If you haven't checked that out, you know. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple subscribe, iTunes. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe and I listen to the past. Do y'all post podcast. on SoundCloud? No, we don't uh, post on SoundCloud. Okay. That, that that should be a move soon, though. Honestly, since we're iTunes, it's like. <laughs> it's almost like we're like iPhone exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> shout outs. Uh, shout outs to. Um, I don't even know. Steve Jobs recipes. I don't know. What? <laughs> Tim Cook. <laughs> all, all, the, all the the whole gang at the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, and even uh, before then, uh, or um, since then, uh, the Thanksgiving holidays has passed. Uh, everyone had a good um, holiday with their families and uh, loved ones. I did. I did. Yeah. I think um, Friendsgiving was a success. Uh, and Definitely. me and the fam, uh, we did um, sh- a home- homemade shabu shabu oh. with the hot pot in the middle of the table. It was lit. There no no Thanksgiving shit. It was a lit ass Thanksgiving. <laughs> How about you, Cass? 
Uh, yeah, I went home and uh, went down to Reno. Nice. You know, dodged the snow lightweight. Um, it was good. I can't really, there's no really complaints about that. Saw all the fam. And uh, yeah, I just kept it like really, really fam. Yeah, I went down to uh, SoCal. I usually go down to SoCal in the West Covina area and um, had uh, Thanksgiving with uh, family. And I also coincidentally went down to San Diego and had a Thanksgiving HQ, with Thanksgiving. HQ. Shout out to HQ. Hey, shout out to I'm not going to lie, that, re- that gave me some FOMO. Snapchat and shit like yeah it was uh, it was pretty live man everybody and it wasn't like too to the point where it was like too crazy it was like a good amount of like craziness and uh the food was the food was uh enough the food was enough the food was great Uh, that made me uh uh discover that a lot of uh our friends are uh, possibly you know chef masters and shit you know what i'm saying (laughs) that's good that's good to see everyone is like you know in a good position you know what i mean happy Happiness is a uh, is something you define yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly, it's and especially right now, because ever since, uh, like we stated our last podcast, uh, a lot of things have changed. A lot of uh, emotions have, uh, you know, risen, and um, a lot of uh, perspectives has changed. But uh, you know, the things that we do here in in the confines of the Ruby Room is to uh, try to spread love, try to spread positivity and stuff, and uh, we try to make you know these podcasts and these uh, tracks and these music and um segue into uh, music we want to get into our uh man moose's music yeah basically we we like introducing the cast you know characters of you know of our universe and shit yeah yeah and uh this is a special one man because he's a he's a long time writer too long time writer not only that before <clears throat> he's our actually first draft pick for tunai as far as after the the initial crew was established he was the first person that we actually sought out and Checked you know, out and be like, hey, do you want to get down with us? And um, what song was that? That was uh, the ukulele home? joint. Home, home, uh, man. Uh, no, off the project, no ambitions from 2010. Shout out to two nine Tumblr. Man, that's <laughs> hey, to this very day. Some of the tracks I still bump that comes onto the uh, onto my iTunes and it's still I let it play. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Someone requested to have them on Spotify and. Word. Apple Music, so I have to at least, you know what I'm saying, like put it, av- make it available for everyone. You know. Hell yeah. And I think you should, man, because I think a lot of the, the people. Along that with hear, the new music coming soon. Exactly. A lot of the, the sounds that you're doing now is amazing, but I think the work that you've been doing since we've met you has been, I think, I feel like your consistency is on point, man. And I've always hey, told you, you this personally, but I can say this out loud in the podcast because we're, you know, this is what we're doing. You, you've been one of the most consistent cats in the crew and it, your, your music I feel like your music is more than just like music rap music is has that the cinematic feeling to it. you put in a lot of work and um let's talk about your uh your musical upbringing and like how you've actually first started getting into music oh, and uh yeah. how um at what age or like uh, did you uh let like hip-hop and like rap come into your life and stuff I think I was like maybe six seven years old like my first like real memories of hip-hop right like you know like hearing um like far side running or like you know like really big mainstream songs like Mm -hmm. eminem you know or uh nas was like you know uh a big part like common the light was one of the first songs you know what i mean or uh, i was really aware during the uh, release of blueprint Mm -hmm. Mm jay-z you know it was on september 11 actually when that when he released that album But, you know, just like just music, like those are like my first real 
experiences with hip hop, and that was like around I was like seven, eight years old. And then uh, it was Eminem show uh, in 2002. Uh, on the album cover, on the album lining, like they would actually have like you know the lyrics on the shit, like how they used to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember reading um, the uh, reading the Eminem show album writing and it was like uh it was like written with like a handwritten font like as if he wrote it like it, wrote it was like it his himself. rap book it was like his rhyme book mm-hmm. and I, rem- I don't know why it spoke to me on that term but it, rem- it reminded me like that yo i could do that i could write my own raps so it's i was a like, very, like possible so thing for anybody. it was something i could yeah, do like yeah. i I, it, I was looking at him like write his rhymes and he has rhymes scribbled and shit like it looked like a, like he crossed it, it looked like a rhyme book basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh it, it reminded me that maybe Maybe this is something that uh, I could do. And, like, I started writing. It was Deaf Poetry Jam around that time. Around that time. Uh, so I was, like, really on my spoken word shit. Take a little pause. You know what I'm saying? A little smoke break. <laughs> that's that, that's pretty tight because I think a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, cats growing up in the, uh, you know, when they started listening to music around more of the mid-90s to the early 90s and, like, late 90s, a lot of their introduction was Eminem, and he's a pivotal like uh, <coughs> influence for a lot of people to get he, into. He's a big, important part in the hip hop puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. I think uh, what gets blurred, obviously, is how big of an artist he was. Mm-hmm. But you know that came with like the territory. Like my dude had like raw skill. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And like uh, what he accomplished as a mainstream artist. Is like just the bonus of mm-hmm. the gift of Eminem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which was cr- pretty unprecedented, you know? Yeah, he like, was ill, my G. Like, he, he had, like, f- like lyrical wordplay. Yeah. At first, they tried to market him, like, mad, like, kind of like he was a jokester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, because definitely his first track was coming, my like, name My is. Name Is. Yeah, and that was, yeah. a, like, it was very comedic. And it could, br- it broke some, like, like, it, like... It broke serious ground, actually. Yeah, like, yeah because yeah. at the time, well, like, you got to look at the landscape. It was a lot of hard, like, gangster rap and, like, a lot of, like, turning up music, you know, for turning up yeah. at that time to so yeah. have something different. And, like, and it was, yeah. for a while, there wasn't really, like, a legit, like, white rapper, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, before skill. that, yeah. it was, like, what? Fucking Vanilla Ice or <laughs> yeah. Snow? Raw bass. Informer and shit. <laughs> yeah, there's probably people that they didn't realize they were white, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, around that time, those were my biggest influences. Influences was like Mos Def from uh, like during that Def Poetry Jam era. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, when he hosted that, I got into his music. Uh, I was in sixth grade when College Dropout came out, and that album changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Because we know you to be a big, uh, huge Kanye. Yeah, right. shout so out to Kanye, fan. man. Yo, so I'm going to ask you this. Like, mm. okay, the state of Kanye right now. Yeah. Mm. Like, what's your whole take on that? My G wasn't due for a meltdown. He hasn't yeah. had one in a while. Right. He's had many. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, he just needed a little meltdown, you know? Sometimes he just got to restart. You know what I mean? And, like, that's what Kanye does a lot. And he makes great music after that. And, uh, we'll I, see what he creates after this because he's more of a designer now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wanted to hear your uh, thoughts because uh, my opinion is uh, I think he has uh, PTSD from uh, since his mom passed away. I think so, too. It affected him a lot. He hasn't been the same since. And you uh, can just see this slow decline in his mental. Just listen to the music. Like, okay, from <laughs> after his mother passed, it was 808s and Heartbreak was the first album. And then uh, he went to Dark Fantasy mm-hmm. and then Yeezus. 
Yeah. And then now his last one, Life of Pablo. So like you look at just the 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 dichotomy of his subject matter from that to the beginning of his career, which was college dropout, late registration, graduation. Yeah. Those three projects in contrast to the last four, like it lets you know where his heart is. You know what I'm saying? And it, where it, it kind of seemed like um, for me, like, you know, the first three is like he was very influenced by like his mom and stuff. But now he was like these last four projects. He's been trying to be the influence of other people. Yeah. And I think he kind of lost it in the middle. He got lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, Kanye is the, the sauce, perfect man. example of what happens when you lose your mother. Or lose your, your like you know mother that, your that, birth yeah. giver. Yeah. When you lose your birth giver, I think everybody you know, like Lord God forbid you know knock on wood you know like like at one point you know that will happen to everyone yeah. and that's there's a difference between before that and after that. Right. You know definitely, what I'm saying definitely. of how like when you have your mother in your life. And that was a big figure in our life. It's a big figure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Anybody's life. That's probably a lot of direction came from her. So it's exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm sure like would have been the balance. There was a big difference between his his like humanity between mm-hmm. those two th- in those two eras. You know what I'm saying. That changes his life. You know. And now this is him at 38 years. Uh, however old he is. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's a designer now. You know what I'm saying? He always wanted to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the thing with artists because they're so vulnerable to like, like, you basically like, especially someone like an artist like uh, Kanye. He he talks about his life. Yeah. And so like when you when you when you talk about that stuff in your music, you're just throwing your like life out there. Yeah, and that's what being an artist is really like yeah. the, the the inspiration in someone's like painting is is right. his life, uh, is their life. You know, someone's cooking like when like an artist cooks uh, like a recipe that's from like family history or, yeah, or yeah, some yeah. experience that they had. You know what I'm saying? Those ingredients, or like uh, you know, just any any type of art from dance. Like that's literal inter- physical interpretation. You know what I mean? So so or being a filmmaker, a graphic designer, that's all from like personal shit so when you're when you're an artist you're telling people your life you know what i'm saying your story yeah. or someone's story right exactly and yeah. and uh with that you like you feel vulnerable that's why like you know artists are sensitive about their shit because it's their life it's their life you know what i'm saying shout out to erica Badu. so shout out to <laughs> my fucking you know artists who are you know really thoughtful Same. and sensitive about like the things that they talk about this isn't just a game you know what no. i'm saying like because if is, they were they weren't that means they wouldn't be this is about it this is like a know. lifestyle right. you know what i'm saying i always tell people music is a lifestyle your art is a, a lifestyle you know what i mean yeah. it's not m- anything beyond that you know what i mean like if you live this shit every day if you live and breathe with your shit you know everything else is a bonus you know what i mean and and, and with saying that i i feel like when you having that perspective and that um that thought process it really reflects in your music that you make and I feel like you, you put a hundred percent like soul and passion to your music. Um, what was your uh, first, um, I guess, dive into like actually recording and like you know you said Eminem yeah. show was something that exactly. oh, yeah. something so, realized so after, that you after could do college that. dropout. Yeah. I was in band in, in middle school. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was first chair saxophone high lab. You know Shout what I'm saying? Out, first chair, first chair <laughs> alto and tenor. Goddamn it! You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mr. Fukaya, Kapolei Middle School. We in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the 808. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Hawaii. You know, but um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say after that, um, that was my first like diving into music theory and like composition and like learning mm-hmm. about music. You know what I'm saying? And then ninth grade, it really changed. I moved to Vegas, um, and I met my boy Davon George, and he showed me. Uh, how to make beats R3D Shout out to R3D He showed me how to make beats You know what I'm saying On FL FL6 gang You know uh, 
Um, and like I started uh, making beats after that and like uh, incorporating the rhymes that I had been doing since I was nine years old, like trying to be, you know what I'm saying, like trying to be like a fucking producer artist like my idols, you know what I'm saying? So straight from the gates, you were already a producer rapper. I already thought about like uh, making beats because uh, I saw Kanye, uh, you know, show the world like you could be the producer and the MC. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's possible to do it. Like there was many, there's many producer artists in history, bro. That's you got, you sure. have uh, Dr. Dre, who's like, you know what I'm saying? Like has 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 like three classic albums as a producer artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, uh, Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen that video, Kanye? He was talking about I, Pharrell like, too. Actually, learn, <laughs> was one of the I had biggest. to learn how to make hot time. beats. Have you seen that video? <laughs> no, what did he say? He was talking about, I had to learn how to make hot beats. I didn't know I always had to make hot beats. <laughs> I had to learn how to make hot beats. You know what I'm saying? And then he was talking about, like, like people see me as a producer and shit, but I want to know, like, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be the next fucking hot rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm he knew it. <laughs> he knew it, yeah. He He's always it. had that confidence. He fucking called it. He always had that confidence. Um, did you have uh, the same influences, uh, I mean, aside from Kanye in your production? Yeah, like my favorite producers was him, the Neptunes as a collective. Shout out to Chad Hugo for real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, two yeah, of the yeah, yeah. most inspiring humans, to, you know, to for create amazing to create music. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Timbaland was one of my favorite producers. Uh, Dr. Dre for sure, and Jay Dilla really changed my life too. When uh, around I think it was around oh five oh six when I started realizing who was producing some of my favorite songs of all time. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like you put that's a face. A lot of, exactly, you put a face a lot to the sound. Yeah. Like yo, he was in charge of like some of the greatest like songs of all time. You know, and uh, and uh, yeah. So that like that was like an overall influence of my sound. Like Just Blaze. Like <laughs> I really just I fucked with Just Blaze. I, I always just fucked with grand like <laughs> like drum the, rolls. And I shit. want snares that just cut through the mix. You right. know what I mean? I always wanted like the kicks to just thump. Right. I always wanted ill ass bass lines and like I just wanted soulful vibe no, melodies. You know, no, what's saying? dope about Moose though? He, you have those like those, you know, that you got the, like the real crazy kicks and shit. But then you mix them with samples that a lot of like tasteful. Yeah, a lot of people like they pick like certain things for those type of. I think everyone like when they're so- when they're chopping samples, they pick samples that like they gravitate to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause that's literally what it is when you're listening to records and you're digging. You're trying to find that like break to start from, mm-hmm. and like it lit like anything can trigger you, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that's the part you, you that you chop, or maybe you chop something else from later in the song or whatever. But like sampling, which I don't do as much now as I used to, but like now it's like it's the same thing. Like creating melodies and creating finding chord progressions is the same mm-hmm. as digging. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, and now like now that with with sampling and and, and and the new technologies, it's like everyone can get inspired. You know, you can literally learn how to make music in like a year. Very true, because uh, with, with the tutorials with the you yeah, you know the the learning curve has grown, and I think it, it that the fact that it gave everyone an opportunity to do that is a gift and a curse. Very but, true, because um, it makes everybody feel like they can. I mean, which which they can, you know. Which is supposed they, to be, because like, <laughs> if if you know, if I if that's not something that people should be doing, I wouldn't be doing this, you know. True, very you true. Know? But anyway, uh, with that being said, I just like I just love music. You remember that, the like, first sample you chopped? Um, it was like a live version of the Beatles, <laughs> something. Yeah, 
That was a fire ass beat too, but I, I was not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That was a fire ass beat. Also, I had this uh, acapella of uh, Stevie Wonder, la 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 la, yeah. hey. my amor. It was, it was like an acapella of it, and I flipped the first part, and I made it into a song called Kick a Flow. I dropped that in 07. I, I put that on MySpace. It was like my <laughs> first banger. You know what I'm hey, saying? Because like you before space, yeah. before that you was just like legitly just trying <laughs> to make something fire, and that's the first one I actually posted like that like, like got traction and it got like like what, a little well it, it didn't get no traction it was MySpace <laughs> traction you know what I'm saying yeah, like, but it, it, like I showed like I showed people there. from in like, my high school like I showed my basketball coach like right after I recorded it mm-hmm. I was like oh shit my bad <laughs> <laughs> I was like <laughs> I recorded it. I recorded it and I showed it to my basketball coach I was like yo what you think of this shit. <laughs> he, he low key fucked with it. He was like, "Yo, this is tight." <laughs> with the Stevie, got, with the Stevie Wonder sample, you've got something there. <laughs> yeah, but the first beat I ever like flipped was uh, the Beatles something live version. It was like a live version of it. It was like acoustic guitars and shit. It was. Ill. I, if I can find that song, man, that, that's a that's a beautiful song. Shout out to uh, you know what I'm saying the Beatles. You know, shout out. To, <laughs> so your coach was like go. in the like what the office. Like I, I, he, I ran into him in the hallway. He's like, like he was like, "Yo, uh, practice today." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey listen to this." I pulled out my, my iPhone, my iPod. <laughs> you or hit him like, you hit him like, "Yo, do you like hip hop?" <laughs> <laughs> he was. I knew he liked hip hop, so I was like, "You know what, man? I just gotta play him this song just to see what the hell he thinks." That's what's up. Yeah. Earlier, you, uh, you mentioned you made the move from Hawaii to uh, Las Vegas, and I oh, know yeah. Las Vegas is a very uh, near and dear thing uh, to you, and yes. uh, how it shapes your music from uh, then to now. Uh, tell us how um, the listeners how has Las Vegas and your experience living there affected you, and uh, how it comes across into the music. Yo, Vegas is like um, one of the most interesting places to grow up in. Definitely, I think. Battleborn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it has Nevada roots. You know what I'm saying? So the, just the whole dynamics of that city existing wouldn't exist if it wasn't for, like, how Nevada was rooted. It was like a state meant for, uh, to make money in a cheap area. You know what I'm saying? In a cheap place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people moved into that valley and they, like, uh, set up shop for rest, gambling, prostitution, and, and alcohol they you know what I'm from the from the jump from the jump like that. this is when me motherfuckers was digging still you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. for gold looking for gold and you know like yeah. and then and the then gold rush, a, yeah. a lot of uh a Settlers, lot of uh, uh what do you call them joints the people the mormons from from utah m- migrated down and set up shop like they were the 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 um the mobsters from like the Midwest and yeah, the East like Coast, they moved to Las Vegas and started working with the Mormons, and they built all these goddamn casinos that made fucking millions and billions of dollars. Just shoveling. Is it is it in. true or is it uh, um, any validity to like mobsters started the whole casino business? The sure. casinos in Las Vegas are funded were funded. The first casinos in Las Vegas were funded by the mobsters, ran by the mobsters, and funded by the Mormons. That's, That's crazy. the first casinos <laughs> in Las Vegas. That's crazy. And like the whole city is based on just trying to get that guap. Just like it's a city full of fucking hustlers. I'm yeah. sure every city's like that. You know what I mean? Like in your in San Francisco, you have to live a certain lifestyle to be able to survive and or to work a certain job, career to live a lifestyle and survive in that city, right? Mm-hmm. And then Las Vegas is exactly that too. Like it's a fucking city of hustlers, you know what I mean? The, it makes it you can make you can, the living conditions there is like uh 
anyway, so the point I guess I'm trying to say <laughs> is that <laughs> the city is like basically uh, like this place where you have to just try to survive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like that, I guess how that reflects into the music, man. Like it's just all we talk, all we do, all we talk about is what we do every day. You know what I mean? Everyone's just trying to survive and trying to make it to the next day, man. Straight up. And I know that. Uh, um, That's uh, what the city is literally based on. Is everyone's just trying to survive. Las Vegas has been a, um, a very slept on um, part or city as far as like uh, music, um, music coming from there. I know that you're a big uh, pusher to put uh, Las Vegas on the map. I'm about to get the Raiders. Oh, oh, y'all shit. About to take the Raiders, y'all got just got a, an uh, NHL team. That stadium is about and, uh, to be super. Right lit. now, like there's, it seems like around the same time that you were pushing, you know, for for Vegas, a lot of um, new things are coming to the city. How has that uh, affected, uh, you know, the music since then? I think I think Vegas, the culture, the music culture in Vegas, the community's starting starting to go stronger, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, positive things happening with the youth and the uh the generation that you know what i mean my peers and and like they're doing things to really excel you know i think like in other things though th- las vegas has always been a premier place to be for music or for dance yeah for food for culinary you know entertainment what I mean? clothing like mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of ill ass like designers and stores and you know what I'm saying? Established in that city. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great artists from Las Vegas. There's always been people uh, in place in the industry who have thrived in the, you know? Yeah. In Las Vegas. DJs, you know what I mean? Not from Vegas, though. Yeah, a lot of transplants. A lot of transplants. And that's the thing is that when this, once the city's um, locals are in prominent positions in the city, which mm-hmm. is coming soon, you know, once locals from the city who care about the city are in prominent positions in the city, uh, then that's when the shift will be towards you know trying you know to get the whole it. West Coast is all transplants. Straight up, straight up. I mean, I've everyone moved to <laughs> the West Coast. You know what I'm saying to to try place. to get this guap. You know what I'm saying because right. somebody from Nebraska was like, you know what, this is not gonna work out like this. <laughs> <laughs> all this corn out here, man, it's not gonna work you out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this listening to Otis Redding sitting by by the dock of the bay or something, <laughs> and like you know, what? I'm trying to see San Francisco, man. <laughs> Fuck that. Just hopping in advance. But uh, anyway, I guess like uh, where I'm going to try with that. I said that to say this. <laughs> Las Vegas is in a position of power because there's a lot of, uh, there's a major economy. There's a major industry in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, if we all, as locals, me speaking for, uh, you know, on behalf of the locals, if we all just like thrive to, to be excellent at our position, and try to be in po- positions of power within the city. I think the city will be will, will be in great shape. You know and I, mean? I feel like you 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 and your uh, team now that you um that's doing music is gonna be all a part of that, dude. I hope so, man. I, I really, really do. Uh, in the past I like really two two, two three years, that, uh, you guys fuck with in Vegas. Um. Because uh, in the past two three oh, years, yeah. I feel like um you you and your team personally has uh been shifting the um. The, the culture a little bit. You guys are actually creating a culture there that hasn't been um, um, yep, yep, made yep, before. Man, look, I think some of the best people in Vegas right now um, play on words. Uh, Asai Ziv, uh, this guy named G. Reed from Northtown, Trade Voorhees, uh, rapper named T-Rap, my brother Marion Wright, 
Um, so Drew Price was always a legend. I'm just mentioning names that really deserve the, you know what I'm saying, the notoriety. There's been a lot of excellent motherfuckers from Vegas. A lot of excellent producers, Complex, uh, Blair North, uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of excellent producers from the city. Uh, Cam, o- Cam Obi, produced for like uh, uh, J. Cole and, like, oh, okay. and all nice. these cats and No Name and Chance like the Rapper. I feel like being in Vegas would be cool for oh, a producer. Oh, Isaiah Rashad's Free Lunch, Cam Obi did that, you know what I'm hey, saying? Okay. He's from mm-hmm. Vegas, you know what I'm saying? That's There's a, a lot of fire ass beat. That's, that's a fire ass song. That's one of my favorite beats from that one. Yeah, yeah and like, a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Track, he's track from two, Vegas, track you know what I'm saying? Like, There's a lot of people that's that's um, proving their self in the city. I'm I'm for sure n- not naming people that deserve it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of motherfuckers that, uh, you know what I mean? I can't even think of from the top of my head. There's a lot of talented people. There's a band called Echo Stays. You know what I mean? No, uh, they are really dope. I they're really dope like as fuck, man. Is and, that the uh, one that was at the um the Moose, uh, World Peace? Yeah. yeah, they performed there when you yeah. guys were there. Yep. Um, Shout out to Moosey World Peace. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of excellent people I'm not naming. There's, there's, a, there's an artist named Luna. That's mm-hmm. from Las Vegas. Shout out to her, um, Luna. Yeah, she's oh, pretty yeah. dope. She's pretty dope. But, yeah. um, what you say, Luna? Yeah, there's a singer named Cameron Calloway. There's a band called The Lick. I mean, there's some crazy motherfuckers, <laughs> man. Better Hearts from there. There's my boy David Cuff is from there. I mean, there's a lot of. And I this is the thing, name. like a I lot of people don't. Naming. A lot of people don't realize that there's a, a booming music scene there. Yeah, it's a booming music scene that you know, saying will will start um, reaching you know different places soon. You know what I mean? Like I said, once once the city really uh, gets on to the, uh, you know, p- positions of power, will be good. Shout out to Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. Uh, let's bring it back a little bit and um, let's talk about your catalog and um, mention uh, some of your favorite uh, pieces of work that you've made. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind as um, one of your definitive Moose uh, tracks or um, albums or projects? One of my favorite projects I've ever done was You Win Some, You Lose Some. Mm. Yeah, a, in, uh, I did that. I released that in 2012. Okay. There's a few songs on there that I really like. It's called The Ride 3. That one Shout is really good. Three, uh, which we're all part of. Yeah, Five <laughs> Rock is on there. That young, young cast to my right is on that one. Which you was made in the original HQ in San Diego. Yeah. During a trip to San Diego, oh, yo! Yeah, shout out yeah. to Jay Bird, shout out to Gino, shout yeah, out to AJ. Yo, you know AJ. what I'm saying? Shout out to EP. Shout out to EP. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, you know uh, that was in that album. City Lights was in that album. Yeah. Uh, song. Rolling Stone was on that album. Hey, hey yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we <laughs> had some slaps, <laughs> man. We got we some classics. We you do, some, man. And it's not like classics because we sit, we're your fucking fam and shit. It's classics because we we believe it is. They I think those. I think it music. resonated with a lot of people, and that's one thing that I, I really like. I mean. Um, honestly think that you know the music can always be heard by more people but i think for the people who heard them i think it resonated with them nice. so i think that was an album that i hold near and dear to my heart and like every all of them are my babies but that one really was a good one yeah so. i really like that project that um your catalog has been uh like i said earlier in the um podcast you've made this like more cinematic feel to all of your music um I want uh, a little side side note. You've uh, had a, a, a kind of a young a YouTube game too, right? Uh, as far as like having some of your beats uh, placed on some of uh, like uh, popular oh. YouTubers. Uh, just uh, just Casey Neistat. But before that, weren't Shout you on? Um, weren't you on? Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin and Kev Jumba. Kev, Kev Jumba. Yeah, yeah. How did? Uh, how did? Uh, those come about? Did they just, just holler at you honestly, for beats? I, I, con- I contacted Casey. 
Yeah. Nice to because I was just a, a fan of his work. He's an excellent um, blogger, filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Kev Jumba and, uh, was something that was like from the MySpace days. Shout out to Kev Jumba. Shout out to him, man. He, he's been around for a while now. Uh, uh, Jeremy Jay Lin. Lin. Yeah, that was now he plays for the, the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out. Which is your favorite team? Crazy, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah, like when we um when I first saw, like when I saw that, I was like, yo, I, I fucking familiar ass beat. And then, oh yeah, 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 cause uh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, shout out to those motherfuckers, man. Cause like honestly, the music deserved to be heard. You know what I mean? And, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you know, what I'm saying people got to hear those. Yeah. Especially that time was an important time in our lives. You know what I mean? Shout out to Tuna. Shout out to Tuna. Um, what, what's it called it? Uh. What's going on in the recent, uh, any recent works coming? Are you working on anything? There's, there's a new EP coming out in uh, mm. February. Hey. Um, it's called City Never Sleeps. And um, shout out to Sixth and Music. Um, shout out to the family at Sixth and Franklin, you know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, man, new music coming soon, man. Like, there's so much new shit coming out in 2017. Uh, uh, productions for other artists that are, you know, doing excellent work you know what i mean that's that's exactly what all that's all we want to do is just to to create like shit that can resonate with other people man mm. and is, is there an end game for you is there a, a definitive goal or something that you would want to accomplish like a much you know not saying that what you're doing is not big but on a grander scheme on a grander scale i guess like you know what i mean uh hopefully we can like start uh uh you know creating more uh content and having you know diversifying our you know output you know what i mean like mm -hmm. having visuals have you know creating like designing new things you know what i mean uh honestly man everything's coming soon 2017 man okay, it's yeah, gonna yeah, it's gonna yeah. be bright like I, I honestly don't even know what like <clears throat> is about to happen in the next 365 like it's all all we, all i know is it's about to be pretty lit you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta like the end game, actually, way. for real, for real, is like just so that I can quit my nine to five, man. Cause like that's like the reality, you know, is mm -hmm. I have this, this, uh, these forty for forty hours a week, I'm doing something that, like, you know what I mean, that that affects me negatively. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm learning from it, obviously, but like it's something that I, like it's like I don't want to be in that environment and and, and once I'm, I, I'm able to, you know, what I'm saying, afford to live without that nine to five, and and music is my full time. I think it's about to be fucking cracking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I, I always known that, um, I always known that the time will come when music will become a, music will become like a full time gig. And like, you know, I think it's starting to become a professional, like. Uh, like everyday lifestyle now, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like I, I really honestly feel like I'm a, I'm a big believer. And I think we all are like with the fam, like in your music, that you can make that a possible thing. And I, you know, all the luck in the world, not luck, but of all the good energy and positivity to you and your, you know, your team. 
But um, let's uh, let's uh, sidetrack a little bit and let's talk about more of uh, new music coming soon, <laughs> February two thousand seventeen. Let's talk about um your creative process. How to, um it's always interesting to uh, dive into an artist's um, thought process and how they create you know lyrics and uh, uh music. What's uh how does Moose go into writing a verse? Um, I guess writing I, I, it's always based off like the beat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I if I created something that I that really resonated with me, I'll start writing to like a melody, mm-hmm. and then filling in the words later. Um, and then like, I guess as far as like subject matter, really like like situations that we're going through. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every day, see something that happened on Tuesday, so you write about it. On, you know? Yeah. Or like drugs, being on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Which is which is a dope thing because I think a lot of people just um, they they try to tend to create or manifest uh, their their writings and uh, come across you know forced and fake. Yeah, and it's something that you don't want to do. You want to keep it based on what you experience in life. It's hard to like rap about or write about something if you not if you're not going through anything. Yeah, if it's like <laughs> you're going through the motions of life and shit. Which hap- we know sometimes happens for like weeks at a time during our you know our our weeks you know what I'm saying our yeah. daily lives like sometimes we'll go through something we're just going through the motions and it's just like slow but then when you start going like experiencing like new things and traveling and then you know getting mm-hmm. back to like you know being around your your family you know, and your 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 people you know what I mean being mm-hmm. around that energy like that's when things start to find traction and like. You know, naturally, th- na- like naturally, or organic somehow in like the universe, it just organically comes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the the songs like gets done in like an hour when you were when you had writer's block for like, you know what I'm saying, like two weeks, and then you finish something in an hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it just comes and goes sometimes. because like you know when something <clears throat> hits you, it like it res- you know it responds in your brain and your in your mind through 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 the music. You know, like mm-hmm. whether it's you know, sometimes it starts with a chord progression. Some start. Sometimes it starts with a line that you thought that was really Drums. dope. Yeah, you think of a drum arrangement. It starts. It's, you know, back when I used to chop samples, I used to just like smoke and just li- listen to a bunch of records. Yeah, yeah. I I used to like talking to a lot of producers too, because there's a lot of stuff that like, I don't know. There's a lot of things you could say about like making beats, like like different stuff. You know. Different uh, techniques, different, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, how Those to be more things. efficient. Yeah, yeah, because we spend a lot of time by ourselves and shit. Yeah, you know, we tinker <laughs> with a lot of different kinds of shit. You know, like music is like a uh, an adventure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. It's like a Jedi adventure. Like you know what I mean? It's like what am I doing today? You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're you're like looking for a chord progression. You're like you're trying to find a good melody, find a good like bass line. Is, is that's literally your day <laughs> and then, like you six can spend like later. fucking six yeah. seven hours on that one thing yeah or like uh, expanding on like a Ill last line you thought of like you know it's, man it's crazy i sometimes like that line ends up being like the 13th bar <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> exactly saying? you write around the line like you, know? the, you think that would be the hottest thing the hottest take from your verse yep. but that'd be you know like, what i mean you know the last thing you thought of you know what the funniest thing is though like i haven't been able to write as much as i used to uh, right. i understand that I yeah that. I think, it's, uh, it's interesting dynamic man because like you know we always consider ourselves as songwriters but like like lately like my output has been just like 
beats and stuff. Beats and playing gigs at night. And, like, that kind of creativity. But, like, as far as songwriting, I finished the ones that I that I'm, that's going to be in, done in February. But, like... Take as far as like songwriting, man, I haven't really found like the juice, man. Like, I feel like what, what do you think that attri- uh, what do you think that is causing that? I think just when you're busy with everything else, because mm-hmm. then you like you know you have to focus on this mix, or you gotta yeah. send the beats in by Tuesday to yeah. this artist who needs it. You know what I mean? Or pl- like you know digging for a set that you're playing in, at, like you know on, on on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Or something like that. You know, like that's I think just it takes so time away from like actually thinking about. Like having your pen out, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like writing something. And that's I think a lot of people don't uh, virtual pen too. Like, like, I, uh, I a lot of notes. people don't um, fully understand that like people outside of like creating and like outside of art, they don't understand like how draining mentally. Um, One of sixteen is. Yeah, or how draining uh, mentally like creating art is. They uh, usually think, oh, they're you know they're just writing words down, or they're you, they're just drawing, or they're you know, but that's a very like mentally draining process because you're really using a lot of creativity and like heart and emotion, and you're putting it into your art if you're doing like for a hundred percent, you know, for the love yeah. and stuff. And people music is a process, that, man. man. It's, a, it's a long, it's one arduous the, process. It's man. one of the longest processes. Like like fucking D'Angelo took however long to finish his album. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I think the greatest ones are the ones that come in, like, you know, like over a, years. Like, a, like sometimes, like, something just gets done in, like, a tsunami, you know? Yeah. Like, it just hits you, and then everything is just yeah. happens after that. You know what I mean? But then, like, uh, <coughs> sometimes it takes 10 years. Sometimes it has to be that, to put yeah. out quality music. And nowadays, me and Cass always talk about this, and nowadays everything comes so quick. Like, if one person releases a song a week and yeah. you know the next artist uh, sees that like yo i gotta release a, a song um you know two songs a week or blah 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 and yeah. it's like the, it's a different the dynamic quality now. has gone down you know like the industry is Your in a different place for so, sure you gotta put mm. so much shit out now it's a different place for sure like i think content is king you know what i mean you have yeah. to re- have product out there but <coughs> here's what i started really like learning about like what i like like the you know the key to a to a hopeful success in the industry, mm-hmm. I think is fucking organization having a, t- a, a, a multiple man team to to just to just back you up in whether it's business and graphic design and you know like the actual audio quality and like having you know what I mean instrument instrumentalists to make your take your your product to the next level like yeah. you know what i mean having you know your resources and having the right budget for your project like that's the most important thing yeah that goes into like the actual release or the actual you know what i mean because making the music the, is a the album rollout is like more important than yeah. you know what i'm saying because the product if you're an artist most likely you know what i mean you already know music enough to 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 you know the to product's there happen, yeah. you'll, you'll always have the product yeah. in but you know, it's what happens. The seventy percent that happens after the product yeah. is done. You know and it's I mean? something I want to touch on because um, I know you being a part of Tunai, and I think we've all uh, talked about this. Tunai is a um, not exclusively, but a majority, if not most, eighty-five percent of us are Filipino Americans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, this hip hop and uh, rap culture, being um, you know black music, and originated from uh, um, New York. Right. How, how how do you feel about um you know the non exposure you know little to less exposure from uh, our demographic of uh you know Filipino Americans or Asian Americans in the hip hop and rap scene? 
you know, I think like the Filipino uh, impact across the world is going to be felt more as, you know, as like the quality of mm-hmm. of people in position mm-hmm. are people that represent us, you know, that look like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Like, I, guess I always say that for anything, but that's it goes for race, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Chad Hugo is one of the most talented motherfuckers to ever make music in the industry and he was like behind the scenes you know yeah, yeah. uh which always kind of like upset me a little bit just because like yeah you know i think he liked it that way yeah i'm pretty sure he did i mean i don't know him personally but yeah, like yeah, yeah. i think you know that was like a conscious decision for him to like, just let seems let like pharrell yeah. have the you yeah. know what i'm saying but they were equally part of like something that was mm-hmm. like you know that changed the game i guess like for, for what i'm saying is filipinos is like i think what Filipinos are doing now is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just having all that in the proper positions to be respected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. not everything gets equal viewing. Not everything equal. Definitely, equal definitely. listening. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, definitely. So it's it's always about just having the right position, having the right market for it. You know, like having the right uh, approach to the release and the rollout of of a product. You know what I mean? And I think all that, like, coincides with fucking just having the right product, you know? Yeah, because over the uh, past few years, um, you could see more Filipinos and uh, Asian Americans come into, you know, Hollywood and and in the music industry and be more prominent. Or not not prominent, like, you know, at the top, but, you know, starting to push their way through, which is an amazing thing. I think there's a lot of great (laughs) Filipinos behind the scenes, directors. Yeah, definitely. uh, You know, screenplay writers and, like, designers and editors, you know what I'm saying? Like, photography. There's a... Uh, throughout the years, dancers, you know what I'm oh, saying. Definitely, um, definitely. A lot of great, deep, prominent DJs have become have, are Filipino. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, you know, and then it's just it's just you know as the the our race grows and develops into the moving fo- into moving forward into this new world. You know what I mean. The new the next generation of Filipino Americans and Filipinos all across the world. You know, like it's all gonna come as you know our 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 culture develops and yeah. evolves, you know? Yeah. As we, as, as our gener- the younger generation gets a little bit older and gets more, you know, stake and um, uh, position into the, uh, where they are in the industry and stuff. Cause yeah. I think, um, um, a lot, a lot of, uh, people don't realize is, um, sorry. a lot of people don't realize that, uh, a lot of what they hear and, you know, we were talking about is the, the people that play the background and, I've always kind of had a sore spot for it because, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, stand on top of your soapbox and say, I'm Filipino and I want to put that out there. But it's kind of you want to have that recognition because yeah. it's, you know, you want to be proud of like your culture. And, yeah. You know. Also, though, I want to say this, like your culture is just part of your story. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, I, I, and I was ta- I was actually having this conversation with the homie Niles. You know what I'm saying? He was right here. You know what I'm saying? I was just Shout having a conversation Niles. the other night. Like, straight up, like, we're all more of the the culture that raised us. You know what I'm saying? The city that raised us. The, mm-hmm. We're more we're more of that, you know what I'm saying, inspired by that than we are, you know, like our actual culture. Like, like, I th- you know, like we're more hip-hop than we are Filipino. Right. True. We're more, uh, you, got, you guys are, you know, Bay Area, you know what I'm saying? You, like, Cash, you, like, lived in, like, all over the world. You know what I'm saying? So, 
So you so you are you already know like you are, are just a product of your environment, environment, environment yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Very true. So like being Filipino is just part of your story. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's an important part of your story. Something that you have to represent with taste and manners, you know what I'm saying? It's like something for real. Like being a Filipino is like something that you carry with excellence, you know what I mean? Mm. Because being mediocre and uh, being a person of color is just not a good combination. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not you will not succeed if you do something in mediocrity as as a person of color. That's the true fact. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a fact, but that's like a reality yeah. in our world that the, we the, live the, in. The, the so stacked against you already it's everything stacked against you already so if you're not trying to you know what i'm saying like put out quality and 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 work on the quality then then it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and with that being said i think there's a lot of talented motherfuckers who are putting out quality and these are the people that's like the next generation who are gonna be in power man like and by power, I mean being in position to invest, being in position to legislate, being in position mm-hmm. to um, to create platforms and be the platforms. You know what I mean? Influence. And influencing, yeah. you know what I mean? And all that. Like, that's being in position of power. Like, like, the people who are writing the media articles, the people who are designing and write, you know, like, the, the next... On and stuff, like... Yeah, the like products, the fucking film, the movies, the, the music, exactly. the the art, the food that's yeah, being the vessels that will like put them to the forefront. You know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the people. That's how that's how the revolution is won through. You know what I'm saying? The slow mm-hmm. and like monotonous Spread, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the shit that happens on the daily. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A revolution is won that way. It's not one with like. You know, what actually, you know, like you know, like you know, everything is a battle already. You yeah. know, so what the, what you're trying to win is the thing that's away from the war. You're trying mm-hmm. to fight mm-hmm. and win the battles that that you know what I'm saying that that matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like our culture is just a part of our story that is an important part of our story, our DNA. You know what I mean? But uh, on that note, like just be an excellent person, man. That's what you got to be, man. You, like <laughs> there's no other way you know it's that yeah. free love you know? it's that free love shit man like being a being an asshole is tough because like you you know you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna excel in life nah you're just gonna be an asshole yeah straight up and everyone's gonna perceive you I think that. everyone has True. you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you're it's a battle every day to be you know like not along with the battle and the war and the matrix you're battling the war in, inside you you know what exactly. i'm saying in your mind you know you're, you're constantly on that train again you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're off fighting. the train for a second yeah, yeah. you just indiana jones that bitch like <laughs> you know what i'm saying hey no hey you know why though you know why though motherfucker we trying to get that motherfucking you know what i'm saying the right the, the, the lost ark you know what, you know what, what i'm saying the raiders but um we try to avoid that boulder you could you feel me no straight up though i i think it's all about just trying to like win the war you know inside you you know what i'm saying there's there's that natural tendency to be a, a terrible person like we have terrible human tendencies bro yeah, we're destructive we by nature yeah we're destructive like, by nature <laughs> like we are all like capable of sabotaging ourselves you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like that's what happens sometimes you win you don't win that war with yourself there's yeah. some people who don't yeah. and you know we're all trying to fight that good fight every yeah, you single win some, day you, lose some. you win some or you learn some you know what I'm saying? That's the new one. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, 
it's it's everything that in life, man. It's just moving forward, bro. Cause like, and, and this is like a crazy perspective that we saw from Sausage Party, that movie that we were just <laughs> straight up. Like it's like the the moment of death, right? And not to get really deep, you know, here at the end, but like the moment of death is like a final thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's next is something you'll just find out once you get there. But it's a final thing. It's a final destination for every person. And the time that you have until that is the only time that you'll have in this form. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not, if you're not like living it correctly, if you believe in it, like, you know, like, or not even believe it. I'm not going to go into people's beliefs because, you know, your beliefs is you. You know what I'm saying? It's what creates you. It's what fuels you. But like the whole concept of like the life that you live and, and trying to live you know a good purposeful life is the only thing that you have to 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 your humanity you know what i'm saying because you creating your story and you hopefully putting a a a story that that can pass on to your next generation you know yeah a legacy you know what i'm saying create like uh create art forms that can live on you know what i'm saying that's That's what's up to you you, um, and that's up that. to you. That's yeah. your story. You know what I'm saying? You are writing your My story. Used to tell me, uh, you gotta live. You gotta leave a legacy. Yep. You have to. I mean, because yeah. what else? What is gonna validate your existence here on yeah. Earth? You know what I mean? Your thumbprint. Your thumbprint. Like as we get older, you know what I mean? Death becomes like a real thing. Like with our peers and Very you know true. what I'm saying? Like family members and friends. You know what I mean? Like like it was a realest shit. Your like your wedding suit becomes your. Your funeral suit. Your funeral suit. You know what I'm saying? True. You start pulling out that suit more, or you know, like mm-hmm. a, a women, you know, whatever, just whatever. You know what I mean? A certain way, like they yeah, to a funeral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like you go to fun- the fu- we go to more funerals as we get older, yeah. and at the funeral they celebrate your life. Mm-hmm. What would be said at yours? You know what I'm saying? Like what would be what would people talk about, and what would you know your family members and your friends talk about? You know what I'm saying? Hopefully not one that uh, uh, says that you're an asshole. You know, <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> I know, I know, somebody's gonna be at my funeral. I and be like, Steve Yo, sent me this. Uh, fuck this guy, Moose, man. <laughs> Steve sent me this, or he put it on like Instagram or something. It was like the one with the funeral and the homies were carrying the casket, <laughs> where they were bringing it to the bar. <laughs> 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 they brought that motherfucking casket to the bar, though. Everything <laughs> <laughs> was leaning on that. She's like, "Hey, one more shot." Hey, one hey, more shot. hey, 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 yo, one more round, cause and and, and, uh, and it's, it's all my bro, though. It's all my bro. Though. <laughs> put it on his tag. And I could only and I could only wish that you guys do that for me. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, that shit is crazy. You know, like it's like a it's it's a crazy reality. Death, yo, for real. It's crazy that we started talking about death at this part of the podcast, but it's like it's the final destination. You know what I mean? It's only you, fitting because it's towards. You the end. literally find out your truth mm. once you get there. Yeah, right. and you know what's fucking crazy is that you won't. F- the only way you'll find out is once when you, you get, get there. there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like that's like the moment that's what you live towards, you know what I'm saying? You're not living towards like, like like this whole time you could be looking forward to something that's like supposedly like heaven to you. Yeah. But it yeah. could be like, you know, the opposite. It could be, you know what I'm saying? You could you could legitly live heaven on earth. Sausage party is crazy. Yeah. You can have well, no spoil alert. You know what I mean? No spoilers. I mean, like, like life is basically a blank canvas, and towards the end of your life, you want to uh, manifest that, you know, that final masterpiece that your life has been creating, and you know, whether or not you finish that, it's on that person. You know? Yeah. 
it's your journey man you know enjoy it and like i just hope that everyone that i know can succeed and be happy you know what i mean that's free love man that's that's what free love everyone is that i know <laughs> just to just enjoy life have a great family you know what i mean like like you know man yeah real shit though that's it <laughs> with that said dude any final words from moose yo so the new ep is called city never sleeps it's dropping in february um the first uh singles first music video is dropping in january where can they find you where can they find um you? at moose the coolest mm. m-o-o-s-e the coolest on everything on everything across the board all social yep. medias Except for Snapchat, man. Somebody took that shit. And now I'm using like a... <laughs> I don't even use Snapchat no more, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up on, on Instagram, Twitter. Bro, amazing podcast, man. Yeah, Learned a lot. Learned a lot. Sit with us, bro. Hey, man, look. Can I just say this, though? Like, you two have been two of my realest motherfucking, like, niggas. Hey, man. You two have been my real bros, for real. And I fuck with y'all. We appreciate you. I'm glad. I'm glad that y'all started a podcast so we can talk shit about sports and shit on the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Definitely. With with that said, man, um, much uh, uh, success in um. Two nine C three forever, motherfucker. (laughs) It's tatted. (laughs) Like poison by Bell Biff DeVoe's gonna come on, and I know my my motherfucking homies is gonna be lit. You know what I'm saying? Standard. That's a staple. Yeah. With that said, though, um, I love y'all. We love you too, man. Free love, man. Free love. Free love. That said, uh, much uh, success to you and your uh, Thank future you, man. endeavors, man. And um, I'll see everybody soon. We'll see you all soon. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Vibe Rock. That was Cass. My name is Moose. And that was Free Love. Peace. Peace. Drive fucking safe, y'all. Don't no. be assholes. Hey, be safe, though. <laughs> Don't be an asshole.